Every day is full of miracles and gifts we often fail to recognize. Hi, I'm Brian Wright, the president of Sin Relief. Maybe one of the most unappreciated technological advancements of life in the 21st century North America is the faucet. The fact that you can, at any time you want, walk into your kitchen, fill up a glass of water, and it makes you one of the most blessed people on this earth. Right now, there's 785 million people who do not have access to clean, safe drinking water. But Great Commission Baptist Partners in the African nation of Burkina Faso are working with Sin Relief to change that. Here is this story of hope. We do see that many young girls become impregnated because of their trips back and forth to the water holes. But water is an essential part of living and they know that they can't live without it. So it's a trip that must be made. In Sub-Saharan Africa, having a reliable water source close to home is a luxury. Since women are typically responsible for fetching enough water for the entire family, they are the ones most at risk of violent assaults, rape, and muggings. So we try to, as we look at clean water sources for villages, try to also incorporate ways to bring about safety and education to the community and how they can protect those that are collecting the water from the sources. Stories of Hope is a podcast about pioneers around the world who are meeting physical needs and changing lives in Jesus' name. In this episode, Send Relief Area Directors Chris and Amy Erdenson share the pivotal and unexpected effects that clean water sources have in rural regions of West Africa. This is episode number 65, Living Water. Water affects many areas. Probably some of the biggest things are people's health. There's a large number of people in Sub-Saharan Africa that die from diarrhea diseases, things that we don't even think about in the West most of the time. Cholera is also a big killer, and that's often done when there's large amounts of rain that pollute the rivers and pollute water holes where animals might be using as well. That's a large killer, and it devastates people across this continent. It limits productivity when people are sick all the time from waterborne diseases. They're not able to do their work as well as they could under normal circumstances. And physical safety too. A lot of times women are the ones that collect the water. So it can be a point where they can be targeted because most open water sources are not in the middle of people's village. Yeah, in many areas of Africa, because so much of the continent is considered rural living areas, the water sources are not local to where they live. And so for many women across this continent, they have to walk several kilometers or several miles to their nearest water source, whether that's a clean water well or a surface water area where they can collect in their buckets. 
due to the fact that they have to travel these great distances, it does bring about some safety issues for them because many times they're walking just in groups, small groups of women or young girls, and it's not in heavily populated areas, many times through the bush, and so they can be targeted for gender violence. It seems so simple, and yet healthy, clean water that is close by and safe is a matter of life and death for families in developing countries. Us in the Western world, we tend to just walk into the room and turn on the tap and use water, but that is not the case for most of the people around the world. In fact, in Africa, most people having to go fetch water from a water source have to walk an hour and a half to two hours. Now, just imagine walking that distance, and it's almost always downhill that your bucket's empty. You fill your bucket up, you put a 20-liter jug on your head, which weighs about 40 pounds, and you're walking another hour to get home. And that might be the only source of water you have for the day. So you're using that for sanitation purposes, cooking purposes, tea, so you can see how this becomes a huge burden and something that has to be planned into your everyday activities. This is not a new problem. For years, even centuries, women in communities all over sub-Saharan Africa have made long, dangerous daily pilgrimages to the nearest well. And yet now, the need for clean, safe water is greater than it's ever been. That's because even in the most isolated African villages, COVID has forced families to make hard choices. Particularly now, when people are having to walk far and you've carried your 20 liters of water back, how are you going to use that? Most people are not going to partial it out for sanitation purposes, for cleaning their hands and such, because it's such a valuable commodity that they need for consuming and for cooking. So often the hand washing is the piece that kind of gets left out. And you can tell how that has devastated areas during this current time of COVID. And that's just a challenge that it's sometimes hard for people to picture from the Western world, just how much time and effort it takes to get a minimal amount of water. And that's true for about a billion people around the world, 250 million of them living here in Sub-Saharan Africa. In many of the villages, we know that chronic illness, malnutrition, and high infant mortality rates are due to this lack of clean water. As our National Baptist Partners seek to plant churches in unreached areas further and further from main roads, they're finding that the health and livelihood situations in these villages become more and more grave. As National Church Partners seek to minister holistically, in different villages, it's become clear that the number one concern in each of these target areas was clean or safe water. That's why Chris and Amy began a new water well project. They focused on the West African nation that experienced the most devastating number of droughts, COVID losses, and waterborne diseases, a small landlocked country called Burkina Faso. So in 2020, Send Relief partnered with local Baptist churches in Burkina Faso to bring water to a village of about a thousand people. 
It's not large or well-known, but that's part of why the effort to provide clean water here was so meaningful. Through this project, we partnered with the local community to provide roughly $200 to start an initial repair fund for this well. And the community also provided the manpower to construct the required drainage troughs and pits for the well, as well as cover the lodging and food costs for a drilling team. Send Relief then partnered with a Christian drilling company that had the expertise required to drill the deep water well. We installed a pump and also trained a local WASH committee. And WASH is a water and sanitation and hygiene committee that was trained to oversee and maintain the use of the well. So our hope is that this well will not only bring clean water to the people in the community, but also will be a point of education to keep them healthy and strong in their community. Beyond the physical relief, individuals from the local churches will spend intentional time at the wells sharing stories of hope, life, and reconciliation with those who come to draw the water. Deciding which village leaders to partner with was really important for the Ernsons when they started their water project. We try and look in locations where we can find partners that have certain strengths where our weaknesses are. And in this case, we had a partner who had a well drilling rig and we had community partners that could help facilitate overseeing a well and maintenance. So we try and work on each other's strengths in order to build up community, build up their capacity. And in this case, not only did they get clean water in a location, but the committee that was set up has been able to maintain them continuing to get clean water in a very needy community. In fact, the community benefited so greatly, local leaders as well as people all over Burkina Faso began to notice. That created opportunities for Send Relief partners to share Christ with people all over the country. We are getting recognition from regional government in the area. Village leaders are recognizing that the church sought to do this entirely out of love. And by providing this well and training this committee to oversee it, the church is investing in the future of the village. So far, because of the gospel proclamation going out from this well site, there have been more than 60 new believers in that village related to this project. A governor recently wrote to say that the network's pumps all stay operational, even when many others in the country do not. So he's asking our network of WASH committee people to train others in how to manage pumps and keep them operating. So the influence is going even farther because of our good stewardship. And it's offered great opportunities for these people living in villages that may not have heard of the name of Jesus. And now these people that are in there each morning before they go out to dig the well, they're having a prayer time and a worship time. And in the evening when they come back after work, they're having another worship time. So it's allowing people to see Christ's love in a very practical way in their own setting. And in a, quite a few of the locations where we've been able to put in a well, after they've had people there for six weeks and seen the love shared, asking nothing in return, it's allowed for a church to be planted in these locations. 
and it's just been a real neat way to see how love for people's needs at their very basic needs can really make a difference in their lives and open their hearts up to here. In a lot of these locations where we were, some of the towns had wells outside of the mosques, but the only people that had access to water there were the parishioners of the mosques. So when we would come in and open up a new water source in the community, they were actually amazed that we were allowing everyone to have access to the water. That we weren't just having access for people of a certain belief or people of a certain tribe, that we were just there because we loved the people. Now, in many of these villages, water has taken on a life of its own. And this indiscriminate offer to help whoever was in need has opened doors for the gospel to spread. That's because in communities like these, a well is a place where people gather and talk and share important things. There is a very good chance then that today, in a village somewhere in Burkina Faso, there will be people gathered at a well talking about Jesus. In Africa in particular, people lined up at the well like we might envision from the Bible. This is also a social gathering place. This is where people get information and share information while they're waiting in line to get their bucket of water. So it offers many opportunities for people to be able to share where this source of water came from and also be able to share with other people about how the love has been shared by bringing them water, but also what the living water would be like. So it's a social place. It's a place where people pass information. It's a place where people have lives together while they're waiting in line for their water. We have seen water work be immensely helpful in both alleviating the human needs of thirst and illness but also in providing wonderful opportunities to advance the gospel to the areas that are being assisted. So we would ask for prayer for those that are suffering from these waterborne diseases, that healing would be brought to them through clean water, and that we would find new opportunities to bring clean water and the living water into these suffering communities. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stories of Hope. The work you just heard about in Burkina Faso is a small part of what's going on all over the world. Last year, Sin Relief Partners built nearly 7,200 new water systems and helped more than 158,000 people gain access to clean, safe drinking water. You and your church can partner with Sin Relief in this work. To learn how, visit Sin Relief online at sinrelief.org. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to Stories of Hope. You'll automatically get a new episode every two weeks. Go to Apple or Spotify podcast and search for Stories of Hope. And finally, if you've liked what you've heard here, rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. This is Bryant Wright with Sin Relief. Join me in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.